welcome to the Thankful Homemaker Podcast, a podcast to be an encouragement and blessing to each other in the role God has called us to as women. I'm so thankful you stopped by, so grab yourself a coffee or tea and sit with me a bit as we talk about how God's Word impacts every area of our lives as Christian women. Hello, friend. I'm Marcy Farrell from ThankfulHomemaker.com, and I'm so glad to be with you today. We are on episode 142, and it's titled Simple Steps to Ministry as We Go About Our Normal Days. And I want to share with you about our sponsor who fits so well with today's episode. I'm so grateful for my friend Conrad, and I want to share with you his very special Kickstarter campaign that I personally backed. It's the High Contrast hymn book, and it's spelled H-I-C-O-N-T-R-A-S-T. And this high contrast hymn book, it is a beautiful board book, and it's designed to help Christian families raise their children and grandchildren in the fear and admonition of the Lord. It's an easy way to share the Lord with your littles as you go about your day. I so hope you will consider backing this most excellent project. The book's captivating illustrations, they're going to create a special moment of truth and goodness and beauty in your home every day. Its bold shapes and high contrast colors mean your infant's developing eyes will be able to focus on each page even as early as six weeks old. That's pretty cool. In just five minutes per day, your children or grandchildren will hear the truth of God's word sung into their ears, and they'll start their life enjoying books and becoming familiar with sheet music. You can purchase a copy for your little one, an expectant mother in your life, or one for each of your grandchildren. I even have a dear friend who purchased copies to share with her church's library. So our podcast here, Thankful Homemaker, is one of the few places you're going to hear about this limited time Kickstarter campaign. So take advantage of it before it ends on May 8th. Again, this Kickstarter ends on May 8th. Just go to highcontrasthymnbooks.com backslash thankful-homemaker. I'm going to put that link for you in the description and the show notes for this episode. And also each additional book you purchase, it comes with an automatic 33% discount. So friend, if you can't remember the link or get to the show notes and you want to know more, just search kickstarter.com, type in high contrast hymn book. That's high H-I-C-O-N-T-R-A-S-T. So high contrast hymn book. And Conrad's project is going to show right up in your search too. But I will put all that in the show notes and then a description under wherever you listen to the podcast at. So our episode today, this episode is as much an encouragement to me as I hope it is to you in our time together. If you're anything like me, You may sometimes feel that you aren't out there making a significant impact for the kingdom. Your days consist of preparing meals, cleaning, laundry, dishes, loving and hugging on your children, and taking care of the needs of your husband. This is your primary ministry, and this should be your primary focus as a Christian wife and mother. And you are making a huge difference for eternity in the four walls of your own home. I talk a lot about that here. So if you spend any time with me, you know that already. But I just wanted to lay that out there again. But I want to challenge you and me (laughs) to a bit to look outside the walls of our own homes here. The Lord has placed us in a church family. He's given us neighbors and other non-Christian relationships. He's put a widow or a single mom in our paths. 
We may access ministries online that we benefit from that need prayer or financial support. I think of some ministries and podcasts and things I listen to that maybe they can use my help. Your church has missionaries and ministries it supports that that need encouragement and they need prayer and they need help financially. Maybe there's a ministry out there you can all participate together in as a family. And please note, beginning here. Today's episode, this is not meant to overwhelm you or put a burden on you, but this is really just to get us all pondering how we're using our time to serve and love on others with the gospel being our primary motive to do so. Because I know how easy it can be to get caught up in the normal details of everyday life and forget to look to the needs outside the four walls of my home. Sometimes we can get so busy with the everyday details We forget to minister to those the Lord has placed in our paths. And sometimes that can be our own husband and children. We just get so busy with home stuff, we kind of forget to just minister to them spiritually, which is more important than the home stuff. So I'm going to throw some ways we can minister to those as we go about our normal day-to-day life. And most of this is taking place outside of our homes to others. Um, I have plenty on my side about ministering to our husbands and our children too. So um, I'd say I'd link to some of those, but... I don't even know how to begin to do that. So I'll, I'll get to that at the end, though. We can talk more about that. But this is really what I want us to grasp is it's really a mindset to be a bit more intentional when we're planning our days to consider the needs of others more significant than ourselves. I, I'm not going to over elaborate on any of them, but I'm going to share just a few thoughts. Get your mind racing a little bit. Just things that came to my mind. And a, a great place that I want to start is right within our own church family. Just simple things like, do you take the time to know those in your church family and learn what needs they have? And not just those families you're already close with, but is there someone you can reach out to that's that's different than your own family? Can they use prayer, an encouraging word, just some time to sit and have coffee or have dinner with your family? Is there a ministry need at church that you can meet? Can you send your pastor an encouraging email after Sunday's message and share how it impacted you? I always think how often pastors probably get maybe more complaints than they get encouragements. I hope that's not true. I'm just saying that. I'm just picturing that in my mind. Um, Are you mindful to pray for your pastor and his family and the church leadership and members on a regular basis? And and then then we all know where we live is not a coincidence, right? God has placed us in our specific location, not by chance, but by his divine providence and purposes in mind to be a salt and light in a dark world. I think how often in our neighborhoods that we have neighbors that may have believing family members who have been witnessing and praying for them for years. And they're probably praying, as we all do, for our lost family and friends that the Lord would place another believer in their path to share the gospel with them and to show them the gospel lived out. And that could be you. I think how often I pray that, like for my lost family and friends, that some, it's like, Lord, please put someone in their path to share with them. And we've had that before here where just um, somebody came to do work here and we ended up meeting their family and the worker person was not a believer and their family talked about how they had been praying for someone to share the gospel with them. And that was an opportunity for us to be that person, that that answer to prayer. So pray for boldness to share the gospel with your neighbors and let them see the impact the gospel has had on your life too. That's huge. Our, our I'm going to say that backwards, um, our talk should match our walk. That is super important. Um, is 
God can use anything. I get that. But we really should be living out the gospel that we are preaching to others. Is there a widow that you could take the time to call an occasion or invite her to lunch or take her lunch or take her some homemade goodies and just take time to pray with her? Maybe she could use some help with groceries or running errands. And this is a task you can do with your kids in tow. And I know that that elderly um, sweet friend would probably love time with your kids too. Is there a single mom in your church that you could invite to dinner? Can you spend time with their children and get to know them? I am so sure that she would love someone other than herself to impact her children for Jesus. Is there a nursing home you can go as a family to visit with the residents and pray with them, read God's word with them, and have your children make them pictures and cards? Can you bake some cookies for new neighbors moving in and tuck in some information about your church and a gospel tract in there? What about, can you go as a family to your local abortion clinic and share the gospel with the ladies that are entering the clinic to take the life of their babies and plead with them? Um, Maybe volunteer at your local crisis pregnancy center. Do you have time and finances to adopt a child through compassion or a similar ministry that your family can support financially through prayer and then be able to encourage them through letters? Can you get a list of your church's missionaries they support and pray for them on a regular basis as a family? You can send notes and cards from the kids to them and maybe even email them a note yourself to encourage them and find out if there's needs that they have that your family can meet. These are just a few ideas I'm tossing out, but the point here is to get us thinking about the needs around us. We need to be prayerful to the Lord and how we can meet the needs of those around us. There is a time to pray, but there's also a time to act. When there's a need set before you that you know you can meet, just meet it, right? Make sure you're mindful of your time and finances and talk about the various needs you can meet together as a whole family. Our children are so good at seeing things we don't see. This is an excellent opportunity to teach your children to reach out to the child at church that's maybe quiet and maybe gets overlooked during fellowship or Sunday school times, or to an elderly widow who would love hugs and notes from your children. Um, I know my granddaughter, Olivia, is just really gifted at spending time with the elderly. And when she'd come to visit us with church, we just had some elderly folks who were so blessed by her because she was so warm and friendly to go up and talk with them and love on them. Um, So just the impact that even your children have that sometimes we forget about. Even at church, we can get so comfortable with our usual group of friends that we miss so many other opportunities to develop some lasting friendships within our own church family. So don't chat maybe with your normal friends right after the service, but see if there's a visitor you can greet and make them feel welcome. Or maybe take the time to go over to someone new that's been attending church for a while that you've not met yet. We also need to take the time to pray together as a family, and the Holy Spirit will make you sensitive to the needs around you. I always know that the more we pray for others, the more the Lord makes us sensitive to their needs. I've seen that in my own prayer life. So I want to share just a quick story here that came to my mind when I was putting this episode together. This really impacted me many, this was many, many years ago now, but we were on a trip with, um, youth from church to a conference and it was one where ray comfort was speaking and we saw him standing in the line with us at a subway when we were all going out to lunch and one of our kids wasn't feeling really well and she went to sit down and the rest of us were still in line we were going to order her food and get our food so we were kind of still waiting in the line to order food and then when we looked over 
Ray Comfort was sitting and chatting with her. He had got her a cup of water and had given her a gospel tract. Um, He asked how he could pray for her. In, In a matter of seconds, this man had ministered to this girl, shared the gospel with her. And in my mind, it just stands out again. It is just who he is. And, and Ray became this way by making it a habit of his life. We, we don't just become this way in our flesh, but it takes being intentional to be aware of the needs around us and asking the Lord to help us to see and meet those needs. And, and again, I'm going to come back to this because I said this earlier, but I want to say it again. We always say in our home that there's a time to pray and a time to act. And so often we don't get any further in ministering to others because we determine we need to pray and that's a good thing. But then there are times when we need to act. We can spend a lot of time praying, right? And not do anything about it. When we see a need we can meet and we know it's one that honors the Lord, then it's probably time to act on it. Because we're equipped for ministry in Christ. Many times we get so caught up with what is going on in our homes, we don't take the time to plan out ministry opportunities. I'm guilty of this myself, raising my hand here. So I'm sharing this episode with you as a reminder to myself to walk around with my spiritual eyes focused on who the Lord has put in my path. You can't possibly meet all the needs around you, but you can be faithful one moment at a time, one day at a time to meet the needs of those he's put in your path. Some days it will probably be only your immediate family, but other days there may be needs outside your home you can meet. So have an action plan and be prepared so you're ready when you see that need, get that phone call or there's a knock at your door. One way to work on this is to manage your home as best as you can. Not perfect, but tidy. I know I talk about this a lot too, but our homes are meant to be a place of ministry to our own families and to those friends and strangers the Lord brings into our lives. So we want it to be a place that's welcoming and inviting. So some other simple steps to ministry as you go along the way are to be prayerful and attentive to the needs around you. We, we have a prayer guide at our church, and it's a reminder to me as I'm praying for various families throughout the week to, to note there if someone needs a phone call or a note sent out to check on how they're doing. And as I write down various prayer requests, it also reminds me as I pray to see if there's really anything I can tangibly do to bring them comfort. Again, do they need a meal or a phone call or maybe just a visit to sit and pray with them or maybe they need to be invited to dinner. Make hospitality simple with just a couple of easy to go to menus when you have families over. Make dishes that you're comfortable with and keep it simple, right? They are there for the relationships and not the food. You can order pizza. That's okay. Keep cards and stamps on hand to be able to send a quick handwritten note to someone. Um, Are you baking cookies? Or maybe you're a homemade bread baker. Make a double batch and take one to a neighbor or a widow or a single mom. When someone has a prayer request at church they share with you, take a moment right there and stop and pray with them about it. My husband is so good at doing this. Every time I see him, I'm like, ah, that's such a reminder. I need to just do that instead of writing it down or putting it somewhere. When you're sitting down to plan your week or your day, is there someone who just needs a visit or a phone call or an invite for dinner or coffee or whatever it might be that you can fit into your weekly plan while you're sitting there planning it? This is you being intentional, right? I'd like to keep a list of families from church we want to get over for dinner. And when my husband and I sit to do our weekly planning, we try to get a a dinner on the calendar with them. Keep 
favorite resources on hand when you have extra money in your budget to hand out to friends. I always love having some good books on hand that have impacted my life as a Christian to share with friends. And also in in that same kind of category, keep good gospel-focused tracks and books or or DVDs to hand out with, with gifts and goodies and visits. So when you're taking that meal or delivering those cookies or whatever you're doing, you have a little extra bonus to tuck in there and hand to them. Visit the same places and build relationships there. It it may be the grocery store or a local coffee shop or restaurant. Maybe these are places, the same ones you go to fairly regularly and you start to know the the staff there. And as you build relationships, you can, you know, you're going to have that time to that conversation is going to deepen a little more. You can ask how you can pray for them. You can share gospel resources with them. And if they have needs you meet, you can meet them. I've shared this idea before on one of my Christmas podcasts, and it is from a dear friend of mine, my friend Denise, and she keeps wrapped books that they're short, they're small, kind of more little gift books, but they have the gospel clearly presented in them in her purse and car and near the front door. And then at Christmas and Easter, you have them on hand to give to servers in restaurants or the cashier at the grocery store, or maybe to those delivery drivers. Well, you can really do this any time of year. Who does not like to receive a wrapped gift? I'm going to tell you, every time we do this and every time we've handed them out to someone, they have gladly received it. It has never been rejected. So I think it doesn't have to be just at Christmas or Easter, but it can be any time of year. You can just pick a good resource to be able to have on hand to hand out. And as we wind this one down, the most important truth we can share with anyone is the gospel. Because Christian ministry isn't Christian ministry if it's void of the gospel. Make sure you take the time to know the foundational truths of the gospel. We hear that term, preach the gospel and use words if necessary. That's not biblical, okay? We need to use words. It's by the hearing of the word. I'll share some resources on this in the show notes too. And at the end of the day, our desire should be that the Lord is glorified and we've shared his message of good news with others and that the good news of the gospel that we've come to know and love and believe, it should make a difference in how we plan our days and how we live our lives. John Wesley has been attributed to saying, do all the good you can by all the means you can in all the ways you can in all the places you can at all the times you can to all the people you can as long as you can. And Matthew 5, 16 reminds us, in the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. So may we be women who live intentionally by loving others the Lord has put in our path. And that begins first in our own homes and moves out from there to our churches and neighborhoods and truly everywhere we go. You might be saying, Marcy, I already have so much on my plate, and this is just adding another thing. Well, I don't want to add another thing, but I want us to think how we can serve as we plan our days and weeks, and then as we go about our everyday life to places and events and and things we're already doing, what does it look like to serve others and encourage them in the Lord or point them to the Lord and share the gospel with them? Sometimes it takes just a moment of our time. It is just be intentional and prayerful and thinking about it. John Piper reminds us, you can't outgive Jesus. When you spend your life for others, your needs will be met. Philippians 4.19 reminds us, my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus 
Jesus truly is enough always. I am as always, again, so grateful for your time today. Thank you for being here with me. And as always, the show notes will be at the blog at thankfulhomemaker.com. If you've not visited the blog in a bit, um, take a peek. It just got a makeover with the hopes of simplifying how to navigate through it. And um, my hope is to make it easier to find what you're looking for. And don't forget to check out High Contrast Hymn Books. I'm so grateful for Conrad's sponsorship of the podcast. It helps me to keep doing what I do here and keep it free for you all. If you're getting value out of the show or my newsletter or blog posts or videos, would you consider becoming a supporter of the show? You can find out how to partner with me at thankfulhomemaker.com backslash support. I am so, so thankful for you, my dear friend. And I do pray that you have a very blessed week. Thank you.